everyone. It's April, and Tony and I are here again this week to talk to Veronica and ask her some questions. And, uh, you know, of course, the pet update, which is always the fun part, <laughs> for me anyway. Um, everybody's doing well. Um, Guinness continues to be more of himself every day. It's like he's remembering something every day that he used to do. And he's in charge. Um, he's got everybody disciplined. He's got the cats doing what he wants. I mean, it's, it's amazing to watch him with a younger brain and a younger body because it's all reminiscent of when I first got him all those years ago, back in, I think it was 2005 or six is when I first met yeah. him. So he is doing wonderfully. He's coming back um, because now everything works. His eyes, his ears, his body's working right. And he runs everywhere. And, of course, I've told all of you that it's because he said, I'm doing that because I can. And he's just the love of my life. And the two little two girls, Biddy and Nellie, nervous Nellie, are, they love him. They all sleep together. They hang out together. Um, Biddy tries to tell him what to do, but it never works out too well. And Nellie, she's very, she's very, she's not an alpha dog. She's more like a beta dog. She, she just wants the, her blanket, her food, and you want her to pet you, and that's about it. Where, ne- where Biddy wants to rule the world, and of course we all know that Guinness wants to rule the world. So I have, a, you know, almost a two-year-old dog, a eleven-year-old dog, and a fourteen-year-old dog. And I have to say that Guinness has got the two girls in line. They, they, they're cleaning his ears, <laughs> licking his nose. I mean, he's got everybody down to doing what he wants them to do. But I have to tell all of you that getting him back was right up there in the top three things of beauty that have happened in my life. Having him here and getting him back has saved my soul. Um, I feel no matter what happens, He's here with me, and the rest of it, I mean, the world can fall apart when I'm with Guinness because I'm I'm with him. And he has saved my consciousness. He has saved my sanity, and my broken heart when he left is all healed. He's here, and he's doing a wonderful job of it. So, And I am going to write the book about it because I do think that people need to know that this is available. This is a real thing. And there's a lot of people who don't know that. So I'm going to write it and write it from his perspective and from my perspective and how it all went. Because I think everybody should know that it is a probability and not just some, you know, woo-woo, cuckoo thing that people doing in California. Um, it's happening. So anyways, I am I want to ask you, Tony, how is my baby boy, Alex? Is he doing better still? Yeah, uh, he's acting like his normal self. Um, oh, I'm so glad. You know, I'm very cautious. I watch him, but, you know, he seems fine. Uh, Dookie, I took his urine into the vet this morning because we're dealing with liver enzymes being low. So I started giving him half of a liver pill. Uh, vet said mm-hmm. looks much better. Keep an eye on him. Um, you know, if he's drinking too much water, if he's urinating too much. I think we're fine. I think oh, we're good. Well, you know, when you get them on their little protocols, they start to improve and we get all hopeful and that, that, that's a good place to be. Right. And you know, right. I haven't asked about Q, the one who's running the whole show over there. 
How's Hugh? <laughs> Hugh is doing great. Uh, her Instagram, she has many followers. Um, and she just, you know, she hates the dog park when all the dogs go because she doesn't know what a dog park is because there isn't a cat park. So she's very well, upset totally about it. That's well, totally that's not her. fair. Yeah, you know, all three dogs <laughs> leave, and Ringo told her, this is only for boys, not for girls. So she's very upset. I see. Uh, well, yeah. you know, she doesn't like discrimination. She thinks everything should be inclusive. And well, she, she's right. Yeah, she voiced it. She voiced it on Instagram. She said, we must have uh, unite all felines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, I think cats over here would probably would probably sign up because they're always angling for better conditions. Yeah, that's that's what QQ's doing, but she's doing good. She's doing good. So good. So good. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go get and you Alrighty. say hi to everybody. I sure will. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. Um, you know, yeah, our pets are, you know, are live. And um, Guinness, I mean, he's wonderful. I met him. That is Guinness. Um, no doubt. No doubt at all in my mind. But I want to encourage you guys to write in with your questions to innerwhispersradio.com. And that's I-N-N-E-R, whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, yes, we are. Good day to you. Good day to you, my dear. Our first question from Andrea. Can we receive healing in our, our dream state? Hmm, we think we had a question similar to this a few weeks back, and we will... Answer again. Um, yes. When you are in your dream state, you are in a fluid, eternal space. You're out of the linear. You're out of your body. You're in a state of consciousness that doesn't have definition. So when we see healing from that perspective, you're wide open. You're still in the linear. You might be closed down. You might have, you know, a lack of focus. But when you're asleep, all linear rules go out the window, and the dream state provides an open, fluid, eternal for healing to happen. A lot of guides and a lot of healing energy use that avenue more so than the waking linear moment because all of you aren't as focused energetically when you are running about during your day. They usually focus on the linear stuff in front of you. Even if you're trying to focus, it's very difficult to do. So we'd say, before you go to sleep at night, ask for it. Ask spirit to say, you know, I'm going into the dream state. I, you know, my, my foot hurts or my back hurts or my tooth aches. Somebody please come in and, you know, lend some nice energy to that so that I'm not uncomfortable during my day. You can certainly ask for it, and we suggest you do. And then go to sleep with the intention that you're going to be open to receive that. It would be helpful, very much so. Oh, next. Coming from Kathy, 
do we decide the moment of our birth, thereby determining our astrology sign? Or is it determined by former lives or karma deaths that need resolving? Well, we say it's only above. Um, we realize that there is an energy um, that is defined by your linear astro- astrology moment. That's part of it, um, but not as much as former lives having an influence upon your coming back in or karmic debts that need to resolve. Those are probably more front and center than the astrological moment because that is an energy that's perpetrated by the fact that your energy came in in a certain energy frequency and it's very linearly defined. We'd say your past lives and your karmic debts are more front and center than that is because usually the reason for coming in is about something that happened in the past or a karmic debt you have to another. So we'd say it's all of it, but we'd say first and second is the former lives and karmic debts, and then in third place is the time frame which you came in energetically. So it's all of it, but it's tiered in a one, two, three. Okay. Our next question is coming from Perry. Is crying normal once we cross over and see our loved ones the way they used to look in the linear? Well, you have to remember when you cross over, you no longer have a biological body. And the biological body cries. Your social energy can feel the emotion of crying, but you're most likely not going to cry with real tears because you don't have a biological body that can produce that. But when you run into your loved ones when you cross over, it is, it's beyond joyous. And tears of joy is something that would happen. I mean, it's, it's joyful when you run into them and, and they're projecting themselves as you knew them. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And it does happen all the time. But it's not a biological crying moment. It is a tears of joy moment that's very emotional, but there's no tears. And we think that that is probably one of the highlights of crossing over. Now, we know that people go through their contemplation and they, you know, see all these wonderful things happening as they unfold. But meeting up with someone that you were in the linear and maybe you haven't seen them for a while, maybe it was your mother or maybe it was a lover or maybe it was a husband or a wife or a child or a grandparent. It could be anyone. When you get run into them again, that connection that you had in the linear is multiplied by a thousand or so. And that heart energy and connecting with their heart energy is readily available. So we'd say that's probably one of the best things that happen when you cross over is meeting up with not only humans that you've participated with, but dogs, pets, cats. They are there too. And they'll all come running to meet you because we had someone ask us, oh, well, I've had at least five dogs that I was madly in love with. Are they all going to show up? And we say, yeah, and the ones you weren't madly in love with too. 
that were maybe there under your care and that you liked a lot, but you wouldn't have that deep connection. They show up as well. There is nothing more joyous and completing and calming than connecting again with energy that you have participated with in the linear and that you love dearly from the linear. And it can include pets. So, yes, it's normal. But, again, we want to clarify that it's not real human linear tears. All right. Our next is coming from Nancy. Where does a murderer of an innocent person go when she or he dies? When one crosses over and you've taken a life from another or you've done something terrible to another person, you have to go through the pain and suffering that they felt when you, you know, cast this negative thing upon them. That is why someone like a Hitler is going to be in the other side for a while because he has to go through the pain and suffering that he caused for every person that he hurt. And as you all know from your culture, that's a lot. But it happens even though if it's one person and they, they took the life of one person, they have to go through that. They have to feel it. And they have to meet up with that energy at some point. And mea culpa, you know, I'm sorry, an apology is necessary. But that happens when you go to the other side. Um, when you first get there, you always met by those that you've known and loved. But someone who has committed a murder may not get that opportunity. They may have to go straight into contemplation and resolve that upset energy that they cause by taking someone's life or causing them harm in some way. They have to go through it. They have to know what it felt like. And if they don't do it on the other side, then they have to reincarnate and do it in the linear. Somehow, some way, balance has to be no one gets a free pass if they've taken someone's life or if they've hurt somebody, even in a mental, physical, emotional kind of way. They have to experience it so that they can understand what they did and how it affected the other person. That is something that always happens without fail. All right, Veronica. That was our last question. If you'd like to take a break and come back and give the message to the world, that would be great. All right, dear. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to the show today. And, again, great questions. And I always encourage you, if you want to know more about one of the questions, write in to innerwhispersradio.com, and we'll try to get your message on the air. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Well, today is a good day to start acting through your life. Not reacting, but acting. The difference is is when somebody does something and you have a reaction to it, and that reaction doesn't serve you in any way. It's important that when somebody does something that you continue to act, not react, but act. Because when you start reacting, then it becomes a little bit messy. As you move through life, you have to watch how you react to people. And don't let it obscure or derail your growth. And 
become aware of yourself. Self-awareness is very important. Sometimes it's not fun to be self-aware because you are noticing how you are acting and reacting in the life. We say it's really important to do so. Be self-aware, even if it's a moment where it's not so much fun because every time you increase your self-awareness, you grow. You become more able to deal with your reality, resolve your reality, and most importantly, learn from your reality. So make this effort every day to not only monitor and participate with those around you and acting and reacting with all those around you, but really monitor how you in the reality and realize that you have to be aware of the good stuff, yes, but also the stuff that you're not doing so well. And then take steps to resolve and clean up things that you're not doing so well. So every day as you're observing your world, also observe your own energy, your own participation, and how you're acting and reacting in the reality. There needs to be a nice balance between acting and reacting. And it's preferable to be acting, not reacting. So decide today that you're going to start looking in that huge eternal mirror a bit more and see what you're reflecting onto it and what it's reflecting back to you. Everything you do has an effect upon what happens to you. So you have to be very self-aware. And we would make a practice of it and use it to evolve and grow and help others. Start making a practice of self-awareness. It's important. Thank you, Veronica. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. We'll be back with you next week with more questions. Until then, have a good weekend. Bye-bye.